all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, developmental and behavioral pediatrician and professor emeritus at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Retirement sounds great, doesn't it? No schedule, no one to tell you what to do. You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. But sometimes it doesn't work out as well as you think it might. Depression, loneliness, and boredom too often appear. Today we'll talk about how making a plan for retirement can make a real difference for you. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Windsor Johnston. The Senate will vote this hour on the nomination of President Trump's nominee to head the U.S. Department of Education. Democratic lawmakers debated through the night on the nomination of Betsy DeVos. Democratic Senator Chris Coons of Delaware says DeVos is unqualified for the job. Ms. DeVos has no grasp of basic public education issues. She has zero direct experience. She hasn't taught in the public schools. She hasn't sent her kids to public schools. The vote is expected to be close, and Vice President Mike Pence may be called upon to break a potential tie. A federal appeals court in San Francisco will hear arguments this afternoon on the suspension of President Trump's order limiting travel and immigration. NPR's Joel Rose reports a federal judge last week temporarily halted Trump's executive order, which bans people from seven predominantly Muslim countries from entering the U.S. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has asked lawyers for both sides to appear by telephone for oral arguments at 3 p.m. Pacific time. Lawyers for the Justice Department argue that the president has broad powers when it comes to immigration and national security. They're trying to overturn the nationwide temporary restraining order imposed last Friday by federal district judge James Robart in Seattle. The case was brought by Washington State and later joined by Minnesota. They argue that Trump's executive order hurts residences, businesses, and universities and is unconstitutional because it discriminates against Muslims. The Justice Department and the White House dispute that. Joel Rose, NPR News, New York. Homeland Security Secretary John Kelly is testifying before the House Homeland Security Committee today. He's taking questions about the president's travel and refugee ban. Kelly says the policy is meant to protect the nation. He's also expected to answer questions about the president's plan to build a wall along the U.S.-Mexican border. The Securities and Exchange Commission is taking a step toward delaying or possibly reworking part of the Dodd-Frank financial law. NPR's Yuki Noguchi reports the rules require companies to compare CEO compensation with average pay for employees. The move was made by acting SEC Chair Michael P. Woar, who stepped in shortly after President Trump's inauguration. The rule, which took effect on January 1, requires publicly traded companies to disclose the ratio of annual total compensation of all employees to that of the CEO. 
POR said in a statement the implementation of the rule is leading to, quote, unexpected challenges and is calling for a 45-day public comment period. He also directed staff to reconsider its implementation. The rule has drawn fire from companies, but proponents say it could help put pressure on corporate boards to narrow executive pay gaps. Yukinaguchi, NPR News, Washington. Stocks are trading higher on Wall Street. The Dow is up 64 points, the Nasdaq up 20, the S&P 500 up 3. This is NPR News in Washington. Former French President Nicolas Sarkozy will go on trial for charges of illegally financing his failed 2012 presidential campaign. Jake Saganero reports Sarkozy is facing fines and a year in prison. An investigation opened in 2014 revealed a complex system of false invoices totaling about 15 million euros that authorities believe were intended to hide Sarkozy's excessive campaign expenses. French presidential candidates have a limit of 22.5 million euros for their campaign. The case became known as the Big Malian Affair, named after the communications company that issued the invoices for Sarkozy's campaign. Thirteen other people faced trial alongside the ex-president for fraud and complicity. This is the second time a French president faces trial after Jacques Chirac was convicted in 2011 for financial fraud as mayor of Paris. For NPR News, I'm Jake Saganero in Cataracte, France. Canadian border services in Manitoba were scrambling over the weekend after 22 refugees crossed illegally from the U.S. Dan Karpinchuk reports immigration advocates say more refugees are making the journey since President Trump's executive order on immigration and travel. They trudged for five hours through snowy fields in minus 20 degrees Celsius temperatures. They couldn't cross at the border station fearing deportation. Eventually, they called 911 and police took them to the Canada Border Services station where they were processed, then given food and shelter. Immigration advocates say over the past year, 270 refugee files have been opened for refugees crossing into Manitoba from the U.S. Dan Karpinchuk reporting. I'm Windsor Johnston, NPR News in Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Bluevine, offering businesses revolving lines of credit to cover expenses, make payroll, purchase supplies, and to expand. Credit lines up to $100,000. Learn more at Bluevine.com. This is Relatively Speaking with Dr. Susan Buttress on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. And now, Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Today we're talking about retirement. It sounds so great, doesn't it? You don't have to worry about a schedule. You don't have to have anyone telling you what you need to do, when you need to do it, or where you need to go. But sometimes it doesn't always work out that well. Um, Sometimes there can be some other ramifications of that retirement that maybe you didn't think about. Um, There's a lot of information out there about financial matters and how to 
financially ready yourself for retirement. If you get online, Google it sometime, and you can have all kinds of preparation for it. Also, Money Talks, our uh, show in the morning on Think Radio, also does a very good job of talking about how to ready yourself financially, and you can go to podcast about that. I know we have some. But often what we don't hear much about is what can happen if you don't properly plan um, at whatever age you retire. You can have depression. You can become lonely if you're that type A personality who's used to moving about, seeing people, getting things done, and then all of the sudden that's not there. Uh, Boredom can appear. So so today, we're going to talk about how having a plan can make a real difference in your life. And I know you wonder why, well, I'm 30 or 40 or even 50, and I'm not near that retirement age. Um, it's never too early to plan. So I've asked a couple of individuals to uh, call in and lend us some advice. We have a retired Colonel um, Colonel John Scanlon, who um, will be calling in in a moment, and also a physician, Dr. Alice Gong from the University of uh, Texas Medical Center in San Antonio, who has actually done some surveys and work on retirement in the workplace. Um, or when you leave the workplace, and so we'll get them to join us soon and we want to hear from you too about your thoughts have you done it did you do it right or do you feel like maybe you retired too early or are you ready to retire but a bit afraid um do you have some stories about friends or family members who perhaps um need some help uh you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or you can send an email about your story to family at mpbonline.org so it does seem that um People are retiring a little bit later than they used to. Used to, you worked for 30 years or so, and then no matter at what age you started that work, and no matter at what age you are, by the end of that 30 years or so, uh, you retired. Um, Not so much uh, anymore. And um, statistics show that by... The year 2024, that's not that far away, believe it or not, the workforce will have about a fourth of individuals who are over 25. About 25% of people who live to 65, listen to this, 25, a quarter who live to be 65, will live into their 90s. So that means those individuals will have... Uh, quite a few years, right, of time to 
occupy their lives. And the data shows over and over again um, that individuals who keep their minds busy and their bodies active and are exercising um, are will live longer and will live healthier longer. It's one thing to live a long time, but it's another whole thing to live um, in an unhealthy state. So our goal should be to live long and prosper, as they would say, but um, but to, to keep your mind active and your body active and healthy. So that's what we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Of course, I think we know that um, most individuals know that they can increase their retirement income by delaying taking Social Security and, and all that. But um, like I said at the beginning, I want us to work hard on talking, um, yes, about being financially ready, but, but mostly today on being mentally ready and then what to do afterwards. So I'm going to pull in our, our first uh, guest, invited guest, John. Um, Colonel Scanlon, are you there? I'm here. Hi. Good morning. Thanks for calling in. Um, So, John, you've retired several times, right? Um, Uh, Yes. (laughs) But you retired uh, as a full colonel from the Army. And so tell us a little bit about that. Did did the Army prepare you for your retirement? And, um, And what made you go back? to work and and do at least, what, a couple other jobs in addition to some substitute teaching I know that you did. So talk, yeah. talk to us a little bit about that. Well, um, most people I know are ready to retire when they get out of the Army. And, of course, I was in the Army Reserve. So when my 30-year clock came up, I mean, you know, the clock is ticking. You know you're going to leave. So, uh, of course, your retirement your checks don't start coming until you turn age 60. Okay. So I was, you know, 52, 53 at the time, and then got called back up five years later after I retired. So my retirement started as soon as I got back from Iraq. So I, I was kind of a, an exception to the rule. Right. But, uh, but I did some substitute teaching. I uh, took some other jobs. It was curious. And when I turned 62, which were several years after I got back from Iraq and I was drawing my Army retirement, I sent an email out about a week before I turned 62 to 30 of my close friends, many of whom had been in the Army, but a lot of them who hadn't. And I said, what should I do? Should I sign up for Social Security early or what? And within 24 hours, I got 29 responses back. All of them saying, are you crazy? You know, you need to sign up. There's no telling what the Congress is going to do to the 65 <laughs> or 66-year retirement. So I know we're, tr- I know we're trying to, to make your, your, your listeners feel better about this, but uh, since most of us are skeptics who have been in the Army that long, uh, so I went ahead and signed up at 62. Now, had I been working, I would not have. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all there is to it. If I had a a real job and still enjoyed going to work every day, I would have, as my mother said, worked as long as I could. 
but uh, that was not the case, so I went ahead and signed up for Social Security at age 62. Well, let me ask you a question. What made you go back to work? Why did you decide that? So you signed up for Social Security mm-hmm. um, at at 60, your, your retirement checks from the military were coming in, so you had right. some income coming right. in. Right. But apparently that wasn't, um, and I don't need from, mean from a monetary standpoint, did you find that there were other reasons that you felt you needed to go back to work? Well, the main reason, I, I for example, chose to substitute teach in high school mm-hmm. was because I wanted to interact with the kids and see what today's generation is thinking you know, mm-hmm. and kind of get a feel for what's what. And until the schools issued laptops, I enjoyed it. But once they issued laptops to all the students, uh, you know, when they would get through with their work, they didn't care if I was there or not. They didn't want to see my slides from, you know, walking the Camino. They didn't want to see slides from Normandy. They didn't want to talk about anything. You know, they want to play video games and, and, and do their homework. So, uh, that's why I kind of quit. That's why I quit teaching. But I really enjoyed, you know, talking to high school kids, uh, interacting with them. Uh, I taught math, English, whatever they needed me to teach, and I enjoyed that. So that's why I did it for about five years. So, if you had it to do over again, do you think you would have worked longer, or do you feel like you've been able to fill in your life and your spaces? Um, with what you're doing and and if you if you're where you want to be um how did you do that well i have feared for a long time since my mother lived to be 96 i was i was either blessed or cursed however you want to look at it with long life genes so i knew that i was going to probably be around accidents notwithstanding and I could always hear her voice every now and again saying, now, John, if you're able, you need to be working because she worked until she was 83. Not because she had to, just she enjoyed doing it. It kept her busy. And, you know, that was kind of her way of operating in her life. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she worked. So here you go again. You know, we, we just talked at the very beginning about the fact that um, staying active, keeping your mind active and busy is good for you. And people who do that tend to live longer and live healthier. Um, right. So your mother worked until she was 83. Is right. that what made her live longer or was it in the genes or both? And so well, that's one of those questions we always ask ourselves. I think it was more DNA and, mm-hmm. and it was working. I remember she, she quit when she was like 75. And she was working at a country club as a waitress. And, of course, she had been a trained waitress in Germany before she came to the United States in, in uh, the 30s. And she called me one day, and she, I said, well, how are you doing? And she said, well, I'm not doing very well. And she kind of whined around a little bit, which was uncharacteristic of her. And I said, well, I've got a solution to your problem. And she said, what's that? I said, you need a job. So she called the country club you know, that week, and they said, yeah, we need a little help at lunch. Why don't you come in for lunch? Well, within a month, she was working full-time, lunch and dinner, and then worked till she was 83, and then she got tired of it again, and she quit. So yeah. she stayed retired then. Yeah. But she, her attitude always was, if you're able, you need to be working, whether it's for money or whether it's doing something else, uh, you need to be moving. 
Yeah. So um, that brings up a, a point about um, there. there's a fair amount of information out there about retirement. But, but actually, like I said at the beginning, mostly about the financial aspect and not so much about the other. Um, but volunteer work is one place where I know many older individuals who are retired and who, who now don't have children children at home and are able to um, donate more time, do a lot of work in that area. I know that um, there, there are many areas in Mississippi where there are food kitchens, where we have older individuals. I know at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, we have many, many wonderful volunteers who donate their time um, and talent to children who are um, in the hospital to uh, infants in the newborn nursery to the the preemies who really need that nurturing and loving um, when they're able. And so you can make a huge difference in your um, in your retirement years with doing other things. And so I think that's a, a really good point, John. Well, John, um, we're getting ready to take our first break. Um, do you have any parting words for us about um, things people should think about before they retire? Well, other than the counseling they get on finances and housing and, you know, moving next to the kids, it six one half dozen the other. I will tell you this before I have told my, my son this. The most satisfaction I've ever gotten out of working is when I did something for somebody for nothing. No. In other words, so that is because it, it means you're giving more without getting anything in return. And I think for everybody's self-esteem, that's much more important than worrying about a lot of this other stuff. So the volunteer work gives you a great opportunity to do something for nothing and something substantial and worthwhile. Great. Thanks, John. Thanks so much for calling in and keep up your good work. Thanks for your service in the military, by the way. And I want to thank all our other um, military men and women for their service. Uh, You guys go through a lot. I know John personally, and I know that um, he was separated for a long time from his family. So thanks. Okay, you bet. All right. Um, We are talking about retirement, retiring gracefully how to do it right. I would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back. is a severe weather alert from MPB Radio. 
You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Sam Wells here. We have been with you all morning. There uh, still remains a tornado warning in effect for um, Lamar and Marion counties until 1130. Only a few more minutes on that one. A tornado warning in effect for Lamar and Marion counties until 1130 a.m. We've also just gotten a new issued warning until 1215. This is a tornado warning for Forrest and Lamar counties in Mississippi until 1215. Forrest and Lamar counties, you are under the gun until 1215. Tornado warning. There's also a tornado watch uh, basically from Kosciuszko to Biloxi uh, for the uh, state of uh, Mississippi until 2 p.m. this afternoon. So again, there is an active tornado, a couple of active tornado watches going on right now. A tornado warning, or excuse me, an active tornado warning going on right now for Lamar and Marion counties until 1130. Only about five minutes left in that warning. Uh, And a new warning right now uh, for Forrest and Lamar counties in Mississippi until 1215. So again, keep your radio tuned to MPB Think Radio. We will keep you up to date on all your weather information and we'll get you right back to Relatively Speaking after this. Meeting has been a severe weather alert from MPB Radio. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Hey, it's Peter Sagal. Are you resolved to lose a few pounds this year? How about a few thousand pounds through the Public Radio Vehicle Donation Diet? Donate your old car, truck, or RV to support this station and drop a lot of unwanted weight from your garage in a matter of days. And you'll feel great because you're also supporting public radio in the biggest of ways. It's easy, fast, and you may even earn a tax write-off. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we are talking about retirement. Um, Maybe you're not ready now. Maybe you think you won't be doing that for years. But when you do, do you have a plan for it? Have you thought about it? I'm not talking just about the financial aspect, but also from a social, mental health, um, physical health aspect. Have you really thought about how you would do it so that you retire correctly and take good care of yourself and still contribute? Um, Or is your retirement about you already did enough, you think you don't need to contribute anything else? I'd love to hear from you and what your thoughts are about it. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline dot org. So we've talked a little bit about um, things you can do to get ready, and um, I want to go ahead and bring Dr. Alice Gong from uh, San Antonio, Texas. Good morning, Dr. Gong. 
Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for calling in. Um, I asked Dr. Gong to call in because she actually did some surveys and some work on planning for retirement and getting ready. And I think, um, Dr. Gong, you found um, some of what I did. Um, There's a lot of information out there, right, on how to get ready financially. Not so much on how to get ready emotionally. Um, So talk to us a little bit about some of your thoughts. And and I know you have a great uh, tick sheet on um, things you should do to prepare, right? Well, I came up with uh, some things because I was contemplating retirement about five years ago, looking into what it takes and so forth. Right. And finding out, uh, actually, I found out that a lot of physicians plan to work a lot longer um, than the the normal retirement age. Uh, What I found was that uh, in addition to the financial stuff, I think there are a lot of personal issues that you should pay attention to. And one of the things that you should do is make sure your health is taken care of. So make sure you have a good primary care provider that's going to make sure you get all the vaccines that older people need. Um, you know, you need to kind of get a power of attorney in case something happens to you that someone can speak Excuse me, speak for you. Uh, review your will. You know, I, I think we wrote our will when our kids were real little. Right. So you need to do that. You need to also establish advanced directives. Uh, I think that's so important. Like, what what does the end of your life look like? Um, and then think about, you know, like, who you want to tell things to. Um, so in terms of the volunteer activities, there are, you know, as you said, bunches and bunches of uh, activities, and you mentioned a lot of them. But you can also do advocacy, uh, you know, uh, your what you have developed in your in through your years and experience, um, you know, legislators need to hear that so that you can help formulate um, good policies. That's a really good point, and that goes for certainly not just physicians, but that would go for teachers um, out there who want to make sure. We just had a show earlier um, in legal terms about foster care and um, what the the state that our foster care system was in, also about foster care and, and older individuals taking care of uh, children. There, there are so many different things um, from an advocacy standpoint. Um, you don't have to have any expertise at all to go and advocate for uh, children who are impoverished or for um, the homeless or for other individuals. And what a great time when you have that added time to jump in and and do. Um, Dr. Gong, our, our caller, uh, uh, Colonel Scanlon, who called in earlier, said that one of the most rewarding things he has found that he's done is when he does something for free. Now, in his retirement, he's able to um, volunteer his work, and he found that more rewarding than than the jobs that he had even previously. And I, I bet others feel the same way. Oh, yes. I mean, I think, you know, if, 
if you find the right job, no matter what it is, uh, whether you get compensated or not, I think it is very rewarding. And sometimes you put off doing things that you think are important because you have so many other obligations. And I think the beauty of advancing age is a lot of those obligations go away and you have time to do other things. So uh, you may not have expertise, but you can develop expertise. You know, you could read, you could find out um, what's happening. You could, um, you know, uh, if you're doing, if you want to do homeless work, interview some of the homeless people and see what their issues are rather than, you know, so that you can speak um, with some authority. Right. I think another area that that I've found um, interesting is that there there are plenty of individuals who who never helped build anything, never painted a wall in their life. But then when they find that they have this added time, um, they can help with things like Habitat for Humanity or MADCAP or other other issues around where, um, like you just said, you develop that expertise. You learn how to do something you never knew before. I know I learned how to putty, to caulk, um, and, <laughs> and, and it was a lot of fun. And honestly, I found it very rewarding to be able to look at a house that I worked on and say I helped that. And the same thing goes for gardening. There are many community gardening gardens out there now that we can participate in. So not only good for mental health and keeping your mind active, but also physical health to keep your body active. So um, yeah, you do make a bucket list. Uh, do make a bucket list? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Do. I, yes, I think so, because I think as we age, we won't be able to do some things that we could do when we're a little bit younger. So uh, make a bucket list so that you get to the things that you've always wanted to do, but have it doesn't even have to be uh, that bucket list doesn't even have to be humongous trips or anything huge. But maybe um, one of my bucket list, I will say, is to um, to be a master gardener. I want to take the courses. You can do it online. I don't have to travel anywhere. I just have to make myself do it. Um, I talk to well, I think it's fun if you do it with other people. Sure. That's what my sister-in-law did. She learned to uh, become a master gardener. With other people, yeah. So, um, yeah, to join a club you've never been in. I think there are many things you can do. So I'm going to, let's, can you hang on just for a minute, Dr. Gong? We're going to go to our, uh, to a caller we have. Um, John has called in from Purvis. Good morning, John. Thanks for calling. Uh, hello. Uh, my comment is simply that uh, although it's wonderful to be involved socially and to work, you know, donating your time and all of this, there are many, many people, especially as we age, who really are simply struggling to survive. And I just want to mention to people that as you do get older, uh, and uh, for many of them, they are alone. They do not have family left. By the time you get to my age, everyone you know is either dead or dying, basically. Right. I, I don't, now, wait, I don't mean that in any negative sort of way. I simply mean that that is the fact 
us the matter, okay? Right. And you should simply realize that you have to take care of yourself. Even the agencies that very uh, realistically and, and very sincerely are put in place to help you make it through the end, uh, have issues. As a, a minor example, uh, I uh, had some, uh, uh, I was uh, applying for a project, for, for a program that gives you transportation to uh, medical uh, appointments in order to get a knee replacement. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. And uh, when I called the, the uh, I went through the whole, the whole list of phone numbers, and by the time I got to the one that, okay, this was the company that's being contracted with in order to provide such a service, they told me, well, we're booked up. And I said to them, okay, look, I have this appointment. I have to make it for rehab in order to get to knee replacement. And they told me, well, okay, but we're booked up. And I said, look, I understand that, and I appreciate the service you provide. Can you please give me a time frame for when you will be, be available? By the service, and then I will reschedule the appointment in order to meet that. And they said, no, we can't give you that information. Oh, John, no. that's not a good... That's not a good service, is it? That's not a good service. But, no. however, what I'm saying is this is one of the kinds of problems that do crop up as you're going along. Now, I have surmounted this particular issue, okay? I found an agency that uh, I found someone in an agency that was able to surpass that, okay, right. and, and everything is okay. But what I'm saying is that when you get to a particular point in your life and, uh, you know, okay, you're retired, you've got minimal income because of the social safety net, that, that uh, although there's a lot of folk who are wanting to cut that, safe, that social yeah. safety net, uh, you have worked for and our laws provide, you still have to realize that it's going to have a lot of holes in it. It can be difficult, John. And I just, yes, what I would like to just remind all our listeners, and I think this is John's point that he's trying to make, is that we think we have support systems out there, but but they're not as robust and strong as they need to be. Um, also, that um, many times there's insensitivity and people don't stop and think when there's someone who is alone, like he said, many times as you age and you retire, um, your support systems leave you. They go away. Um, but for those out there, and I hope there's several listeners out there who will send us information or feel free to call in right now and Tell us, tell our listeners about the different support services around the state or around our region that are there for older people. We have Meals on Wheels. We do have the transportation system. But if there are transportation systems out there that are not 
um, really serving individuals when they need to be served, then they're not worth very much. Um, Keep in mind, listeners, too, that there are many uh, churches out there who are happy to have volunteers who will reach out to individuals so that if you... Even if you aren't able to go regularly to church, you don't have to be a member often of a church to to have people outreach and do loving things for you. So keep that in mind. I think we need to go on to our next break. Um, but if others have thoughts uh, about what John had to say, uh, please feel free to give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send Send us an email to family at mpbonline.org. When we come back, we'll um, say, get some parting words from Dr. Gong. I know she needs to get back to work. This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back. Following is a severe weather alert from MPB Radio. Only a couple of active tornado warnings in effect right now across the state of Mississippi for Forest and Lamar counties until 1215. So if you are in either one of those areas, please uh, take cover. Keep your radio tuned to MPB Think Radio as we will have you uh, taken care of as far as the weather information goes for the remainder of the severe weather threat today. Also, there's a tornado watch uh, until 2 p.m. for basically Kosciuszko and all points south all the way to Biloxi uh, and east and west of that as well. So uh, this is the entire, basically the entire southern part of the state of Mississippi and the central part is under a tornado watch until 2 p.m. today. Also, just to remind you one more time, a tornado warning is in effect for Forest and Lamar County in Mississippi until 1215 today. So uh, this morning, that's about 40 more minutes. So uh, keep your radio, like I said, locked into MPB Think Radio as we will have you up to date with all the weather information. The proceeding and a severe weather alert from MPB Radio. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and a state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from you, our listeners. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, family at mpbonline.org. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we're talking about retirement 
retiring gracefully, um, making sure that you don't end up um, lonely, bored, or depressed, or perhaps in a situation where you're really struggling to take care of yourself. Now, sometimes that will happen no matter what you do, but hopefully you can you can learn to reach out and um, be able to be prepared. So I want to go back to you, Dr. Gong, just for another couple of minutes, and then we'll get to Melissa and Brandon. But Dr. Gong, do you have some some additional advice? You heard John's um, issue that was um, going on. I think the last caller highlighted the importance of planning. And yeah, there are a lot of people who don't plan, and so they don't and they don't get the support they need. And, um, yes, you know, people get older and they pass away and you, your friends get smaller and smaller, but you can always make new friends. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, if you take care of your health and your health care needs, uh, that will help you live healthier. Right. Uh, so, I mean, life is not always about a bed of roses, so, uh, but do, planning does make a difference. Planning. I think I would advocate for that. And there are a lot of resources out there that will help you with planning. And depending on uh, what you, uh, what your specialty is, I know the pediatric, pediatric uh, society have a lot of stuff to help uh, you about uh, planning. And particularly for physicians, it's important that we understand about the tail and malpractice that was one of the things that uh, when I did my survey, that a lot of them didn't know about that. Yeah, a lot of physicians have a lot to think about other than just whether they can financially cover themselves. There's lots else going on. Well, Dr. Gong, thanks so much for calling in and um, keep up the good work. You obviously have not retired yet. Um, no, I <laughs> So... Um, Obviously, though, you're, you're planning. So I think um, let's talk some more. Uh, we have Melissa and Brandon. Thanks again, Dr. Gong. Bye-bye. Melissa and Brandon, you have some words for us about how you prepared for retirement. Uh, yes. The first one was financially, and I realized not everybody can do this. I'm lucky that I had this ability, but about 10 years before I thought I might retire, I refinanced my house for a 10-year mortgage. And it forced me, it was a huge payment, but it was almost like enforced savings. Uh-huh. And so I had to pay it off. So at the time when I thought I might retire, I knew I wouldn't have a mortgage. And that was a huge help because, you know, that was my biggest expense, obviously. And um, so when I went to retire, I knew that was paid off. So that was something I planned way in advance. And then also, I was kind of nervous about it. Um, I wasn't sure. I'm not a person who's usually bored, but I was a little worried about it. So I planned pretty much the first six months I was retired. Uh, My sister came down. She lives up north. We drove down and visited my brother in Florida. Um, I drove out to see my son in Kansas City. Um, I went to New York City, um, where my college roommate lives, and I visited her and my cousin who lived there. And um, after, so that kind of got me over the initial hump of it all. Right, right, that big, big, huge change that you go right. through, right. And then um, I volunteer at UMMC at the, in the Children's Hospital, so that's Wednesday morning. Wednesday night, I cook for my youth group at church. And then 
I do yoga, yoga two times a week in the morning, and I treat that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning like a job. I don't miss volunteering unless I'm sick. I don't miss my yoga classes unless I'm sick or out of town. So those are like always on my schedule. So those three days, I know my mornings are filled. Right. And um, and then I don't know. I just have been able to do hobbies that I didn't. I love to sew. I've been, you know, sewing, reading a lot more. I just find no problem filling my day. But I, I think really like planning that first six months is what really helped. Because otherwise, I think I would have just retired and cleaned out some closets and thought, uh-oh. What do I do now? Now what? Right. <laughs> so anyway, I hope that's helpful to someone. And I, I, I'm really glad I retired. I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. And um, so anyway, I hope that helps somebody. Well, it sounds like you retired, but you're still contributing. And that's wonderful. By the way, thank, thank you so much for your volunteer work at uh, UMMC at Blair Batson's. That's so very important. And we, oh, we all appreciate it. that. I love playing with the kids. I mean, they're just wonderful. <laughs> well, thank you for that, and thank you for your advice. And it's, I think what you just pointed something out, um, creating a schedule, doing that pre-planning, and, and certainly, by the way, your financial plan of paying your home off was, was um, very bright because I think that's many times one of the issues that older individuals get into as they become financially strapped due to medical illness or other um, income changes. For example, some of their investments maybe um, aren't worth what they thought they might be by this time. And so the income coming in is is not enough to cover what has to go out. And so many times older individuals end up homeless. So to really do pre-planning, um, Melissa, your other issue that you brought up is is having a schedule to look forward to every day and to, to view it as a responsibility um, keeps you going, keeps you active, because it's very easy to um, sort of resist that. Um, I don't know if any of you have, have read the book Resisting Happiness, but I've just completed it by Matthew Kelly. And it's a very interesting book. And he talks about how so many times we do things that get in the way of being us being happy and how if we just move forward and do the kind of things you did, Melissa, it it will prevent um, that unhappiness that might might come. So um, thanks so much for your call. Okay. Continue thank to you. enjoy your life. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I love your show. I always listen to it. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye. Well, we have plenty of time for more listeners, uh, uh, for more callers. Please give us a call with your story or your thoughts or maybe the troubles you've had that um, uh, you want to share. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. We're talking about um, retirement. Um, Sam, do we need to go to another weather break? No, no, no. no? Are we not, good? Uh, not at, at the moment. There is one more. Tor- there is only one tornado warning active right now. Forest and Lamar counties uh, still a tornado war- warning in effect until 1215. And as I said earlier, from Kosciuszko basically to Biloxi, uh, we are under a tornado watch until 2 p.m. So you can just stay tuned to MPB Think Radio. 
Radio. Karen Brown will be here at noon, and then I believe Kevin Farrell will be here until 2 uh, to keep you up to date on all that stuff. Okay, great. And I would love to retire after days like today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only 33. I got a while, I think. (laughs) It's been busy. Well, um, as we uh, hear another caller coming in, that's great. And while we're getting that set, let me talk to you about a couple of other things. Things uh, we've already talked about retiring and making sure that when you retire that you're you're in a good place um, to reach out and make new friends. I think Dr. Gong mentioned that, and and that's a good idea. Um, one thing that I would encourage people uh, to do is get engaged on social media. That's one place. You know, you've heard me um, on this show so many times saying people are obsessed with the media and they're never off enough. But sometimes as you age, um, it is a little bit more difficult to get out. Maybe your driving's not as good. You don't drive at night. Or maybe um, just driving alone is difficult. So engaging um, through social media sometimes can be very helpful. I know you can reach out and touch those old friends that you haven't been in touch with through some of the social media. So I would encourage you to get to know how to use it. Uh, you don't have to be an expert, but it, it can be helpful. Um, we've talked about finding um, another job. Uh, part-time, something that you can do either for pay to help supplement your income, um, maybe in a part-time, or to um, do it as a volunteer. Um, Try to downsize your life a little bit. Um, Get rid of things you don't need. Get rid of the clutter. Um, Think about... um, those um, things that might bring you some added income that are cluttering up your house. You can think about doing that. Um, get in touch with those. I think Melissa brought up the fact that she had um, gone to visit an old roommate. and She had gone to visit her son who lived in another state, um, something she probably couldn't do so easily when she was working. So, So think about... Think about that, Uh, staying in touch, staying active. Um, Come up with an exercise program. I'll just um, give another little plug for um, MPB. They have some early morning exercise programs that you can do. Um, Make that part of your scheduled uh, day that you view as that job. Uh, That'll keep you um, active. I think there's one really early called Sit and Be Fit, and the other one is called Eccentrics. And they're both on our uh, public TV station and do a very good job of um, teaching people how at, at any age how to how to stay limber and um, and more fit so to come up with a, a plan for that is a good idea and um, and then like I said volunteering um, many older people find great satisfaction in that um, that voluntary issue. So we still have a few minutes if you want to call in and tell us about what you do um, to fill your time and space. Or if you are planning, um, you can still give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 
I do want to um, just make a couple of points. I, um, I'm i in that older age realm now, and so I, I'm speaking to people in my category, but we need to also stay very aware and um, focused on the fact that sometimes people think when you age that um, you, you lose your senses and you're more gullible, and there are many not-so-good people out there um, looking for those gullible individuals who um, will fall for something. And in fact, um, I just yelled at someone on the phone um, yesterday who called to say that the IRS, um, that we owed taxes and that the IRS um, would, um, if if we would just give them X information. And I took the phone call because I wanted to listen to see what they were saying. And, um, you know, of course, then I said, this is illegal. You know, you're preying on um, people who don't know better. Um, and and report that phone call. So you you need to to um, as you age, make sure that you know how to look out for yourself. And then the final thing that I'd like to emphasize as besides the financial, make sure that you are financially as set as you can be, is um, to to reach out to um, churches, to volunteer services. If you're finding that your um, income is strapped, take advantage of some of the meal services, the Meals on Wheels or the other services that will um, allow you. I know in our area we have our daily bread and their stew pot. Use them if you need to to help extend your income. It's okay. That's what they're out for. So make what that's why they're out there. So um, make sure as best you can in summary that you plan for your retirement. Um, start now. If you're 40, start now. And don't think that you have to stop at age 60 or 62, keep in mind that the longer you work, data shows that probably the healthier you'll be. Um, Keep that mind sharp. If you're not working now, try to do something new. Learn to play chess. Learn to play bridge. um, Do yoga. Get out there. Do something that will help you um, further expand what you already know. I I, um, want you to remember that um, our brain is an amazing thing. It continues to learn, and you can continue to learn your entire life. So it's really important to make sure that you challenge that brain every day. You work that memory, do numbers games. I know that Sudoku is one of those big things that was challenging for a long time, but crossword puzzles, um, like I said, playing chess, doing anything that will keep your mind active and expanded. And if you can't reach out because you're more homebound, then reach out through social media 
uh, keep it in mind that it's 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 a good place if you're feeling lonely to reach out, but keep yourself safe and through that social media, never give out information um, like your home address unless this is somebody you know very well. If you use something like Facebook, remember when you post, there are a lot of people who can look at that and may not be um, your best friend that you want all that information. So um, if you use it, be savvy about it. But you're never too old to learn to do that. You're never too old to use your um, computer. Just use your brain and keep expanding it. So... This was on retirement. I think um, next time we're going to talk about relationships. It'll be Valentine's Day on our next show. So get ready to hear a little bit about how you can keep that relationship special. Thanks. Men across the network, thank you for that programming reminder. <laughs> it is Valentine's Day next Tuesday. <laughs> That's right. Um, husband, it is not the second Thursday of February. He asked me that every year. It is February the 14th. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Today's show was engineered by Sam Wells, and our call screener was at Kevin Farrell. Thank you, Kevin, for working overtime. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, and stay tuned for NPR's Hearing Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.